1: And without further ado, let's begin. When I was 10, I'm 36 now, and my mother, 31, aunt, 28, almost three months pregnant, and sister, 5, and myself were Christmas shopping in a town about 45 minutes from my home, and my father... Southern Baptist preacher at the time always made my mum call him on a payphone before we would leave the town that we were in to head home. So my mother did so right around 9 pm when the mall that we were at was closing. After hitting up a drive through for drinks and snacks, we began our drive home. We would take a route home that consisted almost entirely of back roads, roads with farmland on either side, occasional forests or farm homes. We are driving along a patch of road with farmland on our left that has a small patch of forestry behind it. As we close the distance between us and the mini forest, one of the adults says, it looks like those trees over there are on fire. I look and the wooded area is glowing a fiery orange. We're all looking in that direction of the trees, directly to our left now, when a brilliant white light akin to semi-truck brights floods our car and... The source appears to be directly in front of us on the road. If you've ever passed out, you'll know what I mean when I say it's different from waking up. You're just sort of aware again or something. Anyway, it was like that for me. I opened my eyes to my mom and aunt, wordlessly staring at each other. I looked around the car to see the windows are sort of lightly frosted over, and my exhales are visible in the super cold car. My sister is just sitting there staring at the back of the seat in front of her. My aunt says to my mum, guess we can't get that loaf of bread you needed. To which my mum says nothing but instead starts up the car. We are in a small town now about 15 minutes away from home. But not along our route home. In a mum and pop grocery store parking lot called Harvest Market. Also, it is now 2.30am. I'm aware that this should be impossible but we finish our journey home to be greeted by the police cruisers in our driveway. My dad had called the police when we hadn't made it home at the expected time. A state officer drove our route home that we would have taken worried that we were off the road somewhere. My father was furious especially when my mother kept telling him that she didn't know where we were. She was crying and super scared The officer at our house was really glad that we were home and they left. My family was at the time very religious so our five hours of lost time was just swept under the rug because there was no explanation that aligned with our perspectives. My aunt unfortunately lost the baby without any indications that a miscarriage had occurred and the OB doc told her that the fetus must have reabsorbed itself into her body I had night terrors for years afterwards too, would wake up drenched in sweat, unable to recall what it was in my dreams that had me so scared. Thankfully, I've since gotten over that. Now, I'm not claiming to have been abducted, but I can say with certainty that all four of us lost five hours and my cousin just wasn't in my aunt's uterus anymore either. I've kicked around the idea of regression therapy, but I don't know if I trust it would work, and if it did work, I don't know if I want to know what happened, to be honest. I've shared this story in my 10th grade public speaking class, please don't dox me if you know who I am, and my English teacher told me after class that she believed me and it made me cry. I didn't think that I'd ever be able to talk about it outside of my family and best friends, but... She really empowered me to talk about it. The truth rings true and people recognize it when they hear it. It was my litmus test for my current partner of almost 12 years. I told him what happened a few months into us dating and he believed me. Not that I need to be believed but it is validating. So who the heck knows what happened but the event dramatically changed my perspective and I've been on the hunt for the truth ever since. If anyone has any ideas as to how I could go about finding out what happened, I'm more than happy to hear your suggestions. I've attempted to undergo hypnosis before, not for this particular situation, just in general, and unfortunately it was unsuccessful. It very well could have been the hypnotist wasn't all that effective or I just wasn't in the right mindset at the time, but I'm definitely open to trying again if anyone knows of someone who could help. Anyway... Happy hunting, fellow seekers, and stay safe out there. This took place a couple of years ago now. I was in middle school at the time. Myself, my sister, and my mum were both on our front porch, unlocking the door after coming home from school. We noticed something was off right away because our alarms didn't go off and my mum always made a point to set the alarm before we leave the house. Although that was weird and we all noticed and commented about it, it was very possible that we just forgot to set it. And because of that possibility, we just ignored it and we moved on. As we entered the house and were beginning to set our backpacks and other stuff down, I heard a drawer close in my bedroom I thought that I was just hearing things so I looked at my mom and was about to ask her if she heard something. My mom looked at me at the same time and her look of horror was enough for me to realize that she heard the same thing. My sister didn't seem to notice because she had her earphones in. But that sound and the fact that the alarm was off was enough for my mom to decide to get us out of there. She loudly said, I want to show you guys something in the backyard. Because she didn't want anyone in the house to know that we heard them and that's why we were leaving the house. My sister looked confused but I knew exactly what my mom just said and why she said it. As we entered the backyard and shut the door behind us, we sped walked towards the alley behind our house. The only thing that separated us from it was a wooden fence. Once we reached that wooden fence, we opened the gate and began to exit into the alleyway. I was the last to exit through the gate, and before I shut the gate, I looked at the house one last time, and to my horror, I saw, standing there, someone looking at me through our curtains. We called the police, and unfortunately, they didn't find anyone, and also, weirdly enough, nothing was stolen. I never told anyone about what I saw, but I'll never forget that day. And it always sits really poorly with me that whoever was in there wasn't interested in our stuff. What comes to mind when you picture the perfect roommate? One who comes when you call? One who doesn't forget to lock the doors? One who doesn't steal your milk just a little bit at a time, hoping you won't notice? At Apartments.com, they understand that when it comes to roommates a pet can be your best bet they're easygoing, eat what you serve them and never clog the toilet that's why they have the most pet friendly rental listings on the internet and with instant alerts you'll know the moment your perfect pet friendly place becomes available so when you need a place that's pet friendly and human tolerant check out apartments.com the place to find your pet friendly place This was about 12 years ago on a September day. It was time for me to renew my license so me, my wife and two sons who were one and two years old set out to drive a few towns over about 45 minutes away and renew my license. It was a crispy fall day. I still remember how beautiful it was. We left home at about 8am or so because we knew that we would be back home by 11 and have some time with the babies before our daughter got off the bus at 2.40pm. We had plenty of time, we arrived at the DMV a few minutes after 9, my wife stayed with the kids while I ran into the DMV, I got my license and walked about 10 minutes till 10. As I walked to the car, I saw my wife standing outside smoking and our babies were asleep. We got in the car to come home and that's where things got very strange. You see, as we pull out of the plaza and onto the off ramp. I began to feel very weird. I felt a, I don't know, like a vibration inside of me. I'm not talking about a vibration like driving on the rumble strip or sitting on a washer or something. I'm talking about it felt like the cells inside of my body were vibrating at a sort of subatomic level. I've never felt that before, but I began to wonder if I was having a medical emergency or something. As I looked over at my wife as we drove down the off-ramp we both sort of faded into the black. Next thing I know, I'm watching those white painted divider strips in the middle of the highway that separate the lanes, each one passing by very quickly and I'm watching, thinking how interesting this is, just one after another. I'm in some kind of a trance or daze or something. It felt very strange. I wasn't in control of myself though, but then I looked over at my wife and she was leaned all the way forward in her seat, close to the windshield, seat belt extended all the way, her eyes were wide open, and her mouth was gaped open too. I've never seen her do that before, nor since then, and at the same time I thought that it was very strange. Then I go back to watching those white lines on the highway, then it's as if I start fading back in, I sort of become aware of my hands on the steering wheel once again, I look back over at my wife and she closes her mouth and leans back in her seat. It seems that we must have come to at the same time. Then it was as if I was released and given full control. And I was now fully aware and I said, what the heck is going on? Where are we? My wife is looking around puzzled. She checks the babies and they're still asleep. I'm trying to figure out where we are. But there's just no way because... We're now getting ready to drop into the capital city. This isn't even the way that we were traveling. I immediately pull off the highway and we start discussing what just happened. I asked my wife what the last thing she remembered was. And she said coming off the ramp right after we left the DMV. I said me too and I told her about the vibrations that I felt and how I just sort of faded to black. We were stumped, a little panicked obviously. But I then see the clock and it's 2pm. There's just no way. I asked where four hours went and we're so far out of our way that just none of this made any sense. My wife had to call my parents and have them pick up our daughter off the bus. My mum asked if everything was okay and my wife said that we're all okay but no and that we would explain when we got there At this point, it was closer for us to drive through the capital city and come around the back way home. We were about an hour and 45 minutes from home, and as we drove home, I kept trying to rationalize everything. I would say a few words and then stop. She was doing the same thing. We finally got home. I told my mum and dad what had happened, and they know that we aren't liars or anything, and they didn't really know what to say. But this happened. And to this day, I don't know what it was. I don't want to dox myself or anything, but this also happened where a very famous UFO or alien monster thing happened many years ago. In any case, though, about two months later, we were in bed asleep and I woke up all of a sudden. There was a dull blue light in our bedroom in the front of the windows. It was about the size of a basketball and I laid there looking at it. I could see that it was three-dimensional, too. I dug my elbow into my wife's side and said, Look, we watched for a couple of minutes. Then it just seemed to turn off. I got up and tried to debunk what it was, but there's nothing that could have created that effect. Is it connected? I don't know, but not long after this, I noticed a scar on my right wrist. It's a perfect triangle-shaped scar, about the size of a pea, I would guess have no idea where that could have come from. My wife checked herself, but didn't find anything out of the ordinary on her. Okay, so we live in a very touristy sort of lake town. We were out and about, and I saw a tourist magazine on the counter of a local gas station. Later, when I'm home, I'm sitting in my chair just thumbing through it, and that's when I come across an account that someone had sent into this tourist magazine, and my jaw hit the floor. This lady said that her and her husband had come to our lake on vacation and had a really strange occurrence. She said that they were in a small canoe going across the lake when all of a sudden they just blacked out or something and then woke up sitting in the canoe in a dry drainage ditch beside the lake. If I remember right, she said that they were 15 to 20 feet from the lake water. They didn't understand how they ended up there and they were really scared. They had to carry their canoe back to the water and paddle away. That's how far away they were. And she said that they packed up camp, left quickly, and that they were never going to come back here.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take.
1: This happened when I was about 12, I still remember it vividly as I've told the story many times since so I figured that I'd share it here with all of you. I was staying with my grandparents and aunt in Bryan, Texas. She's always been more like a cousin to me because she's one year younger than me. My dad was with us the first night but he had to head off to do some work or something and left me with the grandparents for the remainder of the stay. I was staying in the room where my grandparents were caring for my since departed great grandmother since it was the only free room in the house. The couple nights leading up to the incident, there was really nothing out of the ordinary too. Then on the third night, I went to bed like usual and everything was fine. I always left the door sort of cracked open a bit so it was also cracked on this specific night. The first thing that I remember that startled me was... The old rotary phone making a noise out of nowhere. These phones were before my time, so I don't know exactly how they work, but it made this really long continuous sort of beeping noise for what felt like about two or three minutes before it stopped. Kind of freaked out. I didn't really think much of it, to be honest. I mean, maybe it was malfunctioning. It eventually stopped on its own too, which made me feel better. But the thing that really scared me was shortly after the beep stopped, I then noticed a shadow outside of the cracked door which appeared to be someone walking by. Which didn't startle me at first, but as it went by, the door slammed really hard. My scared 12-year-old self instantly pulled the blankets over my head and I was scared, but eventually I must have fallen asleep because all I remember is waking up the next morning The next morning after I woke up, I saw my aunt and she also seemed terrified. I asked her what was wrong and she asked me if I was walking around last night. I said no and she seemed really scared so I asked why she asked me. She said that she was awake in her bed late at night and heard something making noise. She then said that she stared at her door and it opened and a tall black figure made its way into her room. Her bed was positioned in such a way that there was a small gap between the bed and the wall and she told me that she saw the figure, got scared and basically rolled herself and her blanket over into the gap between her bed and the wall and stayed there all night out of fear. Obviously, this freaked me out a bit too but now we both thought that maybe it was her dad walking around at night? I also often forget to mention too, but the house also had a home security system that made a very loud beep every time a door or window was opened, so neither of us thought that it would be a home invasion or anything like that. But then, not even five minutes later, both her parents wake up and come out of their room and asked us if we were walking around last night because they heard lots of noise. Neither me nor my aunt have really said anything about it to each other since then. But I do think that we both came to the same realization that there was something odd going on in the house that night. So I've had many things happen to me in my life. I've seen a full-body shadow apparition which turned out to be the so-called Hat Man, which I discovered by accident in uh, another place. I've seen objects move, sometimes two objects at the same time that are about 10 feet apart. I've had my locked door open and close on its own, which requires another whole story to explain because there's a lot of details to it. I've captured over a dozen Class A EVPs, some of which are the clearest you'll ever hear. I've recorded an EVP of a person who told me his full name to find out that he wasn't even dead yet, but died two days later after the EVP. I've recorded spirit box sessions, and I understand the doubt in all this, but it works. I have two sessions that there's just no denying that it answered directly. I've had things thrown at me, been laughed at sarcastically by a voice... I'll post separate stories about all these experiences at some point and go into great detail. But what I'm getting at is that none of these things actually scared me. I even would say out loud the names of whatever these things were and that they don't scare me. There's only one incident though that actually did scare me. You see... At one point, out of the blue, I woke up out of a trance in front of my stove with the burner on and a knife with a plastic handle in the frying pan with the handle melting. I had no idea what happened. My girlfriend told me that I called her and apparently wasn't making any sense. I had pieces of food in the freezer with knife slashes all over them. And the craziest thing of all... Is that I had a room air cleaner balancing perfectly upside down in the bedroom. Which is impossible to do. In fact I tried it well over a dozen times. Trying to stand it upside down. But it doesn't have the top surface where it's possible. So I still have no idea how that happened. But what I'm getting at here is that I had no control over myself for I would guess maybe half an hour. And... Something happened. I started thinking about how some murderers said that they blacked out when savagely stabbing someone or how someone who everyone thought was completely normal just lost it and they commit mass murders for just no reason. And now I have to wonder if maybe there's some truth to it and maybe true evil does exist because I have a feeling that maybe I was possessed And what if my mother or somebody else that I love was in that house with me that day? What would I have done? Would I have just been limited to the few spaces and the few weird things that I had done? Or would something much worse have happened? This morning, I woke up at my usual time, 5am, to go to the gym before classes. I'm off campus staying with my parents. However, they're away for the month, so I've had the house to myself. And well, every morning, I wake up, let my dog out to go and do his morning business, shower, brush my teeth, and let him back inside before I get dressed and leave. This morning, I woke up feeling a little bit weird, The house sort of had a bit of a strange energy to it, I guess, and my gut sensed that something was up. I let our dog out into our pitch black backyard. The deck light didn't turn on like it usually does, which was a bit unusual, but I didn't think too much of it and went to go and take a shower. After my shower, I went back to the sliding glass door to my dog to let him in, and I could see him sitting there waiting for me, I opened the door and watched him, a large black lab, walk in and go under a table. I then proceeded to close the door and walk to my room to get dressed. But here's where it gets weird. You see, as I'm leaving the area where the back door is, I felt that same strange feeling that I had been feeling all morning. I decided to look at the dog bed and noticed that he wasn't in it, so I looked back at the door and saw to my utter confusion that he was still sitting outside. My stomach instantly dropped. I mean, I could have sworn on my life that I watched him come in the house and go under a table. I walked back to the door, let my actual dog inside this time, and instantly searched my house to see if another animal came inside at some point, and I didn't find anything. As I thought more about it, though... The thing that I let in before looked more like a shadow rather than a dog I guess and it sort of moved differently too although it was around the same size. I called my girlfriend to tell her about it as she was waiting for me at the gym and she said that it was probably just my imagination but I've never ever imagined something this real. I wasn't even tired too and I definitely saw it I noticed that my dog was acting a little strange too, staring at one of our walls and growling quietly as well. In any case, I left soon after and I got on with my day. I must admit though that I am a bit at a a loss as to what to do. If anyone has a possible explanation to ease my nerves or knows what I should do next, then I would love to know because I'm really dreading sleeping there alone tonight. Several years ago, I walked a handful of blocks up the street from my partner's house to a convenience store to buy something to drink. It was about 11 pm, and I was trying to slide in there before the store closed. To set the scene to, we lived in a, a transitory neighbourhood that was chock full of abandoned houses and crime, with a few occupied residences and businesses scattered about. There were zero streetlights or illumination of any sort. Envision a a more compact version of the type of Detroit neighborhood exemplified in the movie Barbarian, and you won't be far off the mark. Looking back, the nighttime excursions to the store from my place to his were absolutely idiotic on my part. But after living in that environment for years, I guess you just become accustomed to it. Anyway, it was one of my many foolhardy nighttime store trips... My partner by then would ask me not to do it, but I just ignored that. I mean, I wanted my drink after all. Really dumb of me, I know. I got the few blocks up the street in the usual darkness, got my drink, and left the store to head back. Outside the store, a guy was standing near the trash can hassling everyone who came out, asking for money, cigarettes, etc. I told him that I didn't have anything and started to cross the parking lot and head back. But this guy sprang after me like a freaking rabbit and grabbed a hold of my arm. He starts aggressively demanding that I go to a party with him and trying to steer me down this pitch black side street just beside the convenience store. He was probably 6'7", crazy tall and super thin with dreads all in his face making it hard to even see what he looked like. His fingers though bit into my arm and felt like they pinched a nerve my heart starts pounding like crazy right away. I was used to brushing off this type of behavior, having lived in that neighborhood for several years by then, but this, this was way more aggressive than anything that I had faced so far. I shook my arm out of his grasp, told him that I was heading to my boyfriend's place and it was only a few blocks down the street. He was waiting for me, I said sorry in an attempt to placate him and I took off speed walking down the street at top speed. He called after me several times and then I heard his quick footsteps as he apparently decided to follow me down the street. By then I could feel my heartbeat in my eyeballs, my mouth had gotten cotton dry and I was almost hyperventilating with fear, trying to stay quiet so this guy wouldn't hear me. I had this feeling that to show fear or to look back at him would cause him to react violently right away, so I just put on a burst of speed and tried to outwalk him. However, my five-five legs were no match for his crazy long stride, and I could hear little pieces of rock and concrete crunching under his feet as he closed in on me. I literally felt like my heart would leap out of my chest or explode from fear. I tried to walk even faster, but i could hear the guy right behind me now i could hear his breath in my ear and got this overwhelming feeling that he was going to grab me at any second maybe even with a weapon and try to force me to walk wherever he wanted me to go the neighborhood is pitch black and there's no real through traffic not at night if he wanted to force me to go with him i would be powerless safe for trying to run from him but with his height advantage, I knew that he'd catch me quickly. Then, I could finally see my boyfriend's driveway, and him standing at the end of it, waiting for me. He had a terrible feeling that night, and already worried constantly about me walking at night, so he'd come outside to wait for me. I saw that he had his crowbar in one hand, his usual defense weapon, kept near the front door, and then my nerve broke. And I started sprinting toward him. And the tall dude behind me started to run after me. I reached the place where my boyfriend stood and squeaked out help or something like that. Dove behind him and cowered, waiting for the tall dude to pull a gun out and shoot us both or start struggling with my boyfriend. But it didn't happen. Instead, he gets right up in my boyfriend's face, standing way too close to him, and then just asks for a light. My boyfriend gives him one, holding the crowbar aloft in the other hand so that it was very visible. Then I grab a hold of him and yank him into the house, locking the door and absolutely losing it. Sobbing and freaking out while trying to choke out what happened. My boyfriend goes looking from the windows and sees him kind of standing around and eventually then leaving. He saw him here and there for months afterward too, up at the store or walking up and down the street... Right outside of our place. Unsurprisingly, I'm sure, I never took another nighttime walk. And to this day, I still sometimes have nightmares about it. One night after a student party, my maid and I decided to bike up a mountain to where the city had installed hammocks so we could watch the sunrise. It was at times a steep incline, and we only had our bike lights to guide us. My friend was in better shape than I, got well ahead of me. Halfway towards our destination, we then heard a rustling come from the hill to the right, and before I knew what was happening, my friend had turned his bike around and started pedaling fast. Right at that moment, a rugged guy with long hair and a beard ran down the hill and tried to lunge for my bike. He near managed to grab the handlebars, but I turned around just in time to follow my mate and started pedaling as quickly as I could. Let me tell you, though, flying down a mountain in the pitch dark with a terrible bike light with someone running after you screaming is legitimately terrifying. He ran all the way to the entrance of the forest and he stood there watching a cycle away. It was really creepy and the whole thing just felt really off. Almost like it was planned. So I'm lucky enough to work in a Tudor Hall in the UK. The building is late 14th century, although much of it is late 16th century and later. It's timber framed and the electrics are in dire need of doing so. It has a sort of creaky and poorly lit old pile places like this tend to accumulate spooky stories and the hall is no exception with two old legends in particular. There have been loads of sightings around this place that have been reported by both staff and visitors. In the seven years that I've been there I've been collecting those stories and we've even made a ghost tour from them. I'm somewhat of a skeptic myself but I have had three experiences that I just cannot really explain. I will now share two of them so the first came in the summer of 2018. It was still bright out, so the hall wasn't too dark. I was closing the first floor of the house up on my own. I reached the room where a lot of the siding centered around. Off to the side is a bedroom with a large oak door. I had my back to the main room whilst trying to close the door as the bolt was jammed. As I was doing this, a massive crash happened right behind me. I spun around in alarm, expecting to see the suit of armor on the floor, but the room was deathly still. I could feel the vibrations through the doorknob, but needless to say, I was freaked out and I just left. The second experience was quite fleeting, but I'm sure of what I saw. Again, at the end of the day, about six months after the first experience... In the service wing, there's a sort of large Victorian kitchen, and just outside of its door is a small staircase leading up to the servants' quarters and a guest wing. I was heading into the kitchen to turn the lights off, but I looked up the stairs as I passed and I saw someone in a long white dress pass across the top. It took me a moment as we had other staff in, but I realized that the last visitors had just left. Thinking that we must have missed someone, I went up the stairs and searched for this visitor. I looked through several rooms, in fact I looked everywhere, but there was nobody there. Needless to say, it's a spooky old place and many of the staff don't like being there on their own. If I can figure out an easier way to share the other stories, I will, but for now, miss will have to do.